Welcome to Tech Driven Business, brought to you by Innovative Solution Partners. In this episode, I welcome Dave Finer, a professional EOS implementer whose purpose in life is to help build great companies and enable all their associates to live ideal lives. He will share what sets great companies apart from good companies and what lessons he has learned along the way helping clients of all sizes grow and succeed. Hello, Dave. Welcome to Tech Driven Business. How are you? I'm very well, Mr. Sincere. Good to see you again. Yeah, same year, same year. So let's get into our conversation. Um, I know, Dave, uh, your background really varies from working for larger organizations to now helping businesses of all size, you know, grow to the next level. Is that right? Yeah. That's, that's correct. That's what I do. That's what I love to do. Awesome. So, you know, what's interesting is that my last series of episodes highlighted the next generation workforce and what does that really mean for succession planning for companies. And I wanted to take that topic and I wanted to ask you, based on your diverse career, what are some of the traits of successful businesses that take the business to the next level? What do they do differently from everybody else? <laughs> Absolutely. Love to hear that. Um, so. I have found that it really comes down to their ability to adapt. So their ability to change and to completely embrace change, but while also obsessing and absolutely holding sacred a couple of things that cannot change. So, it's this dynamic between those two things. The thing that you cannot change about the organization is its soul. And as long as you protect the soul of the organization, if you make it like this impregnable fortress, then you, with, you can withstand anything. Everything else is subject to change and everything else must change for you to get to the next level. So yeah, the soul of the organization is critical your core values combined with your core focus. What is your core ideology or what is your reason for being? If you are absolutely staying obsessive about that and protecting that and the behaviors that are expected of everybody in the organization, everything else is subject to change and must change. Well said, well said. So let me ask you one thing, you know, what is that one thing that they do so well at their foundation you know is there something that you can elaborate on that from a foundational standpoint yeah um they figure out what they are uniquely designed and put on this earth to do they figure out what they are better at than anybody else and their reason for doing it that purpose that piece remains forever and if you can be clear on that the economic engine that drives your company can change as long as you stay focused and um, clear on whatever that North Star is for the organization. It's generally combined with some clarity about where you want to take the organization long term. If you're very, very good at setting a clear long term goal for the organization, then that core focus of the organization will help keep you clear on how you're going to get there. Got it. Makes sense. Okay. So, you know, let's, let's take a scenario. So when you first join your clients, 
in this growth journey, right? What is one of the biggest misconception that your clients may have about growth? You know, uh, well, besides the fact that up to that point in time, they think it's all about working their butts off and being really, really smart. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's kind of the starting point because they have been working really hard and they usually are very, very smart people. But the thing that they latch on to more than anything else is vision. They're like, oh my God, it's all about getting us all aligned and on the same page with their vision. They just become enamored of this and they think it's, you know, that's everything. And it turns out to be as false as it turned out to be for Jim Collins when he did his work good to great, because that was the hypothesis that they had as well. And actually, it's something else that they have to do first. They actually have to first establish traction in their business. They have to get some discipline and accountability and start solving some of their people issues first. Because if you try to create a vision and you don't have any traction in the business, it's just like hallucination. You got a great vision, but you're not getting anywhere with it. So Jim Collins articulated really well in his book, Jim, uh, Good to Great. You had to get the right people on the bus. You had to get the wrong people off the bus first. And then those people could figure out where to take the bus. So they're usually enamored with vision and they want to get that right. But actually what they have to do first is establish traction in the business. Interesting. You know, it seems like it all comes back to the workforce, right? You know, you got to have the right workforce in your organization for you to move forward um, to be great, like you said. So let me ask you this, you know, from a personal perspective, as you continue your career, what is the biggest lessons learned you learn along the way? You know, can you share that, please? Uh, all right. Can I give you two? Absolutely. Straight away. Uh, one was that you have to walk the talk. So <laughs> I take um, I take my leadership teams on a journey and what I teach them, I have to live and embrace 100% myself. But the second is this concept of the ideal entrepreneurial life. And I have to tell you, it sounds a bit idealistic at the beginning. Can I describe it for you? Absolutely. <laughs> so it's this idea. Um, it's five things. And this is the ideal entrepreneurial life. Number one, doing work that you love. Number two, doing it with people that you love. Number three, having a big impact. Number four, being well compensated for all that stuff. And number five, having time to pursue other passions. So those five things, we actually refer to it as the EOS life. And it sounds like it's a bit, um, you know, like who wouldn't want to have these five things, but we find we kind of find feel guilty like we don't deserve it. So here's the big insight I learned about it. If you're the leader of an entrepreneurial company and you are not living that, you are not being your best as a leader of that organization and you're not going to be your best to the other people that you are trying to serve, including your family. So that's number one. Number two if you're not leading a life like that, if you're not getting those five things, your firm is not as valuable as it would be otherwise because you're, you've got your fingers too deep in all the murky details and it's holding the organization back. And here's the huge thing. Number three, if you're not living it, 
you're preventing everybody else in the organization from living it as well. So that has been, for me, probably one of the biggest things that I've learned. I, I love your number three, and I think that's what really comes out. In order for you as an organization to move forward, it needs to be top-down for you to move forward, right? And um, I think you just nailed it with number three, for yeah. sure. So let, let me ask you this. You know, you, you and I have talked about businesses that are good versus great. Um, and there's yeah. a distinction, right? Um, can you share your thoughts on what that really means? Good versus great? Absolutely. Yeah. So this one I got from Andy Grove. He was the iconic CEO of Intel. And uh, he once said that in a crisis, bad companies fail. Good companies survive. Great companies improve. So think about that for a moment, Right. Mm -hmm. A great company improves in a crisis because the crisis is just the obstacle in front of them that they sharpen themselves on to get better. And since we've just recently or are still coming through a pandemic, a good way to tell what kind of a company you are is just simply that. Did you improve during the crisis? Did you face that obstacle and change in such a way that you're a better organization now than you were at the beginning? The ones that did are great companies. It's a great way to determine whether you truly are a great company or not. Very interesting. And I think I, I, I have a takeaway for myself, you know, being in business for past 20 plus years, um, the COVID test over the past year and a half, two years has been a, a great marker for us to understand and be able to move to the next level, right? I mean, that's what it's all about as, as a company, right? You're preparing for this stuff all the time because remember, it was, a, it was a pandemic, you know, this year and last year. It'll be something else a few years down the road. There was a financial crisis not that long ago. There's always going to be something in the future that you're going to have to overcome. So start preparing yourself. So basically what I'm hearing from you is in order for you to be a successful organization, you got to be great, not good. Good is not good enough. Is that my understanding correct? Yeah, good is, good, is, good is not a bad place to be. Hey, and you'll survive a crisis. If you just want to be good, wonderful. Um, but you're not going to, the ones that are great are gonna, the ones you're going to be able to come through and they're going to be able to survive anything. They have that soul that is impregnable that allows them to withstand whatever's thrown at them. That's a great company. Who wouldn't want to have something like that? Absolutely. Absolutely. So let me let me ask you this. You know, we, we talked about a, a bunch of different things uh, so far. What is one of the takeaway you would want to leave with us from this discussion? Big takeaway? Absolutely. Don't tolerate anything that is going to violate your core values or your core focus. Because the soul of your organization is impregnable, but it can be defeated from within. And the way you defeat it from within is if you tolerate people in your organization that are not a good fit for your organization. If you're keeping around people who are good performers, but they're pissing everybody else off because 
you know, they don't match the core values, your organization is going to become a culture of cynicism. And that's not an organization that's going to be able to survive crises. So keep the soul of the organization impregnable. Don't let it be defeated from within. That's my big takeaway. <laughs> wow, that is very powerful. And I think that's, that's something, um, it seems pretty obvious, but it's, it can get lost in the translation. I, I could just see that. Yeah, because you know what happens? And I'm, I was guilty of doing it myself. We keep people around who are good performers often. You know, it's like so-and-so delivers the numbers. Wonderful. You know, but the problem is that individual is helping me win the battle. In the end of the day, it's ruining the culture of the organization. I'm going to lose the war. Very true. Very true. Painful lessons. Absolutely. And I think, I think, and that is the key, right? It's, it's which one is more important as an organization because you're looking into the future um, and then living in the, in the, in the, in the current situation you're in, like, you know, everybody else talks about the future, but you got to keep the current in front of you versus not only just looking at the future. So, and if you have the balance of both and what I'm hearing from you is, the people aspect of it is core to it. You know, once you get that right, everything else kind of falls in place. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you have to have people who are both right people and in right seats. They got to share your core values and they have to be great at doing the job that needs to be done. Got it. Well, thank you very much, uh, Dave. Uh, I think we've come to a close of our session. So uh, I'd like to thank you and we'll see you next time. All right. Thank you, Mr. Sears. Good seeing you. Thanks for listening to Tech Driven Business brought to you by Innovative Solution Partners. Dave touched upon points that businesses of all sizes can put into place today to become a great company. His key takeaway, don't tolerate anything that will violate your core values or core focus. We would love to hear from you. Continue the conversation by connecting with me on LinkedIn or Twitter Learn more about Innovative Solution Partners and schedule a free consultation by visiting isolutionpartners.com. Never miss a podcast by subscribing to our YouTube channel. Information is in the show notes.